welcome to the Healthcare IT Today interview series. We feel lucky to be able to talk to so many smart, passionate, and knowledgeable people in healthcare. Now, we're taking our favorite interviews and sharing them with you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy perspectives on the world of health IT. Hi, I'm Colin Hung with Healthcare IT Today, where we explore the latest technology trends and interesting stories in health IT. On this episode, we're going to be exploring how a payer has deployed analytics as well as AI for the benefit of their members. And with me today is Casey Dudek, who is a business analyst at Evernorth Health Services. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Happy to be here. <laughs> I'm excited to, to be here with you here at the SAS Innovate Conference. Mm -hmm. And you were on stage talking about some of the innovative uses of AI and, and other uh, mm -hmm. technologies like that at your organization. Mm -hmm. So before we get into that, though, can you maybe, just for our audience, tell us a little bit more about Evernorth? Yeah, so I think more people are familiar with Cigna, right, health insurance. But Evernorth grew out of Cigna. It's our health services division. So we're really, this is where we're doing a lot of our developmental analytics for providing these solutions that health insurers will be providing. Mm. So, and my role specifically, I, I do analytics. So, and I kind of dwell in this space of customer clinical analytics. And I specifically focus on this population that has chronic conditions. So, all that to say is my work is really focused on improving the healthcare outcomes for patients with one or more chronic conditions. And right now I'm really focused on this idea of trying to align the next best action a patient can take to really improve their health to the best outcome possible. So when you say you're applying analytics to this to folks with chronic conditions, are mm -hmm. you looking what kind of data are you looking at to base some of this? Right. So it's a lot of it's based on like historical claims data. You go we call it doctor data, right? You okay. go to the doctor and it it generates a lot of information. And then we have different kind of demographics about these customers, like where are they living and kind of what is the environment they're living in to kind of build this picture of who is the person and what are they experiencing. And what's the ultimate outcome that you're hoping to drive by through the analytics? Are you helping to, to reduce the overall cost of their care, or to make sure that they're getting better outcomes? Uh, I mean, ideally everything, okay. right? <laughs> and of course, we're a business, so it, you know, the bottom line matters. Um, but a lot of times, luckily for us, you know, a healthy customer is also a less expensive customer. So you know, driving someone towards surgery, maybe surgery looks really expensive, but and, like the whole person health there, maybe the surgery is the best outcome for them and then for us as a business because then they're, after that they're going to be happy, healthy customer. And, and what are some of the challenges that you've run into as a payer of gathering all this data? Certainly you have access to your own data, but you just spoke about some of the data that's available through perhaps the doctors and other things. Talk oh to me about goodness. that. Oh my goodness, yes, you've hit on the question. I think anyone in analytics, especially in healthcare, is working with just between you know patient privacy and all the different potential streams of information. I think that's something that Evernorth is always working on, Cigna's always working on, how do we pull together these streams of information in a responsible way. So for me, that looks like multiple different places the data is stored, and I have specific access to pull them all together. And you know, the company does a really good job of making sure we can link them by like, okay, this person is the same across all these sources. Um, luckily, I don't have to deal with that. I just pull it together to build the picture. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. And, and, um, 
you know, when you were on stage and you were talking about the makeup of the project teams to mm -hmm. ensure that you have representation from all the different stakeholders. Yes. How important is that when you're talking about projects like the ones you're talking about here? It's, it's really important. I think it depends on the scale of the project. So one of the things that uh, my team is really involved in is really whenever we are, we've either developing products to bring to market or we have products that we're utilizing, we need to make sure that they are effective. So on the, maybe we've already have something deployed, people are using it, we need to say, hey, are there better health outcomes there? So, and and is it cost effective? And in that case, it's really like kind of a one-on-one -on -one partnership maybe, or two, like it's us in analytics, it's product and sales, the owner, the representation of that product. And then on the development side, there's sometimes more people involved because there is more of that uh, like newness, I guess. <laughs> so we have the analytics, which is really maybe not important for like deploying the product, but mm -hmm. really important for like bringing together the questions of the data collection that's needed. And so maybe engineering is more like in the front and center for this, but you know, it's we're like throwing all the questions to engineering saying, hey, we need to be able to answer this. So we need to have this built into our system now. You've done a lot of projects at the yeah. of things. <laughs> yeah. What what are some of the best practices that you've picked up over over your projects in terms of how to handle the data and then working uh, you know with the analytics engines? Right. I mean, <laughs> communication, which is okay. such a simple concept, but it's so important for really kind of understanding the ask and what what the what we're truly trying to accomplish to make sure we've got all the pieces and then um, grabbing people, different people, bring them in, into the room to have that conversation of who else has a perspective here that matters. And sometimes that's a really hard question to ask, answer, just who, who has something to say here that's important? Because maybe it's an idea that happened here, but it's impacting a lot of people. So always thinking about that potential outcome and impact really uh, drives this question of who to involve. But since I'm in analytics, I'm always giving this plug of, even if it doesn't seem like an analytic endeavor, a lot of times there's value to add there because at some point we're going to need to check in and say, is this working? And who's going to do that? It's going to be your analytics groups. So involving them early is important. <laughs> now, in your presentation, you uh, brought up a slide and you called it the Goldilocks. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Of the, the right amount of involvement from all your stakeholders right. at the right times. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit more about that. Okay. So uh, you're referencing this Goldilocks. So I said, you know, if everyone is everyone that needs to be involved is involved together at every step, it's not going to work because it's just too many voices in the room. And then we also swing in the opposite direction where it's too few people. And, and by, by these people, you're talking about the different departments. Departments, and different yes. And um, I mean, I think it, it, this concept holds true all as you like narrow in onto the idea. It's like how many people are doing the work and how many people are there observing the work, mm. right? Um, and you need to write the right balance there. But I had this, like you said, this collaboration grid of really talking about who needs to be involved. And uh, so thinking about that, so I, we we're talking about maybe for one of these projects, we're working on identifying a population to bring into the product, you know, the very, very first step. And you'd think, oh, like maybe that's a clinic decision or maybe that's an analytic decision but we had four groups involved right we had clinical design teams we have analytics we had engineering and product and sales and that's um, and we had that kind of perspective on all steps of our roadmaps who needs to be involved because uh, one group really doesn't necessarily have the answer and we really want to be able to scale it and iterate on it so we need these different perspectives um, and even just you know because it's healthcare. 
I guess we're working with people and people are complicated. And so analytics, you know, we're so data driven and data is so important, but it always needs to be recontextualized. You know, like, can you make an, a, like a clinical decision using this information, our insights, or can you direct someone to the right solution that product is and sales is bringing to, uh, to the stand um, with the data? So it's always like a very, it's a partnership between all the groups. Now we're at the SAS conference, so mm -hmm. I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you this question. <laughs> How are you using the SAS platform? Ah, so we, I think as many large companies do, have a lot of options for our users because uh, our people with our, that are doing analytics come from a lot of different backgrounds. Sure. And some people, are, I'm a data nerd and I'm a, a programming nerd, so I know multiple languages to access data, although SAS has my heart. Uh, so the environment we work in reflects this. And it's, that's its own chaotic situation. We got people using R and Python and SAS and SQL. And so, you know, SAS for me and for a lot of analytics, it's, we do a lot of, like I said, product evaluations. We use this to, and we also use it for development. So we will pull in our data and use it to both manipulate it and really like clean the data. And then also, derive insights so we could report back. So it's like used in a lot of reporting. Okay. And then it's also used for some of the development side. Although ultimately, uh, currently a lot of our engineers, they only use like SQL. Right. So um, at the last, like once we've figured out what we're doing in SAS, because that's where we're fastest, that's where we're most efficient, that's where we can you know, fail fast, we can move it into production in a different language. Yeah. Awesome. No, I appreciate that. Okay. I appreciate that context. That's really helpful. Uh, what if? What's sort of exciting you over the next twelve months? Is there a project that you're really looking forward to at your organization? I am. I wonder how much I could talk about it. Okay. Okay. Give us a little tease. No. Yeah. No. So, so this I talked about today. This like guided care for pain, which is really this like end-to-end -end mm -hmm. solution and support for people that are on a trajectory for a certain kind of outcome. Um, but I'm very excited to be really kind of honing in on, as I've mentioned earlier, this aligning people to the next best action. And part of that is really delving into uh, the fact that people are complicated. Mm -hmm. So like from a clinical perspective, we might see someone's got you know shoulder pain going on. But if you got them on the phone and asked them what's going on, maybe they're talking about being depressed. So it's people have different priorities and that doesn't always surface in the data. So it's really, uh, taking the options available to them, which are usually quite overwhelming, and sure. narrowing it down to the, from a clinical perspective, like I think you might be interested in any of these things, and then, then um, presenting that back to the patient. Right. Options. Yeah. Gotcha. Exactly. So, you know, that's that's kind of an idea that we're focused on, um, and I'm hoping to see you know fruition of that. Nice. Nice. Casey, you shared a lot of great information with us today. Where can people go to find more information about Evernorth? Well, Evernorth has a website, <laughs> and uh, evernorthhealthservices.com. So if you can Google that, it's also linked from the Signet Group page, so it's always a great resource of information. Well, Casey, thank you so much for being on our program today. Yeah. I really appreciate all the information you shared. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no problem. This has been Colin Hung for Healthcare IT Today. And hey, if you liked the content of this video, you'll find more at healthcareittoday.com. Thanks for being here, and I'll catch you on the next video.